in Bills and Packers. NFL Week 3 is in the books. It's on to Week 4. Can you guys believe it's like it's Week 4 already? Like the season's over. I don't want to think about it because all I think about is Canadian Thanksgiving and then American Thanksgiving and then it's like the year's done and all of a sudden we're into flag football for a week for the Pro Bowl. Yeah, I heard that. I heard that. (laughs) I'm going to be... I don't... They had to, whether you agree with the, the solution or not, they had to try something new because the Pro yes. Bowl is, is who watches the Pro Bowl? Do you know one person who watches the Pro Bowl? Oh, uh, nobody watches the Pro Bowl. Like, that's why they had to make it fun and entertaining. I don't know if this is the answer, to be completely honest, but it's probably better programming than what the Pro Bowl actually is currently. There's there's also, like, a lot of cool, like, skills comps that they could be yeah. doing. So, like, there's a wide, like, wide range of things they could do. Like, flag football, I guess, could be fine, but I'd rather see more skills comps. Yeah. Well, if you look at the other leagues, like baseball, everyone watches the home run derby. No one cares about the all-star game the nhl everyone likes the skills competition night no one cares about the actual game so the nba same thing slam dunk competition like like people love that kind of stuff especially when you're pitting stars against each other so well you know what we'll let them we'll give them a chance let's let's wait and see how it goes um there's only one place to start this week (laughs) and brian that's with you my man oh boy that yeah uh, a, a heartbreaking loss in the Miami Heat for the Buffalo Bills. I mean, there's always we're due for one of these games every year. You saw it with the Jags last year. It's it's usually in the state of Florida. They just they can't figure out Florida. It's like the the Buccaneers, the the Jags. The, they don't understand the it's hot there. Yeah, yeah, they're like, where's the snow? I don't understand. I can't compute in this beautiful weather. But like. It's, it comes back to the run game. Like we talked about in the first episode here, Rob, like if you can't get the run game going and like Josh Allen's not being a, a super freak out there, like, I mean, he still was pretty, pretty damn good. It's just, he wasn't super freak Josh Allen, then you're going to lose. So the, the most concerning stat for me is Devin Singletary with nine carries for 13 yards. Like two things there. It's the offensive line and it's also the lack of able running backs because again, Josh Allen had to run the ball eight times, which at this point in his Bills career, I'd rather see maybe one, two runs a game if you have to. Running around behind the line of scrimmage and then throwing it away, that's that's no problem for me. But like let's stop rushing the ball with him because we can't afford more injuries on this team. Like we already have everybody out on the defense. Defense is just depleted. And like our we have to get the run game going. Ken Dorsey, like I don't understand why you're throwing the ball 62 times in a game or throwing a tablet oh. or throwing a tablet or throwing a hissy fit. Like I kind of like was. that tablet throwing. It was very entertaining, but I mean I'll- like way to rip off Tom Brady, like give me a break. And what was funny about that is just before he did that, the NFL released a statement about like reckoning, wrecking company property essentially <laughs> know, because of Tom Brady. And then he <laughs> just threw a hissy fit and ripped his tablet across the screen. And it was perfect. Yeah, I know. And just, oh, I'm just so mad because that offensive line is just a disaster. It's a joke. Like, Allen got sacked. Would four you say times. it was a big butt putt in your butt? Yeah. Yeah. Like that, punt in your butt? The butt felt or the punt felt all around the world. That, <laughs> so, that was pretty to funny. To lose the game even after the butt punt, Brian. So, the, the <laughs> criticism, the biggest criticism about the Bills heading into the season was that offensively they're going to be too reliant on Josh Allen. And you saw that on 
Sunday. Like they, they have no running game. And like, it's just, if you, if you're a team that's going in there and, and you're scheming to defend against them, it's like, it, it's, it's pretty easy. Like the, it is you, easy. You don't need to respect the run. Yes. Allen can escape and run the football. I was going to say, yeah. But it's not the same as handing the ball off. Like you see what Aaron Jones does for the Packers and what a difference that makes. Right. And yeah. last and Monday night, Saquon Barkley, like what a, what a huge difference he makes for the, even though Daniel Jones stinks, but um, it, I, I don't know what they're going to do. Like, do, do you go out and get a running back? Do you like, is it, is it the fact that Singletary can't get it done or is it, the way they're scheming the offense. I think it's scheming the offense. Like I'm not, I don't believe in Ken Dorsey right now. Cause you're just like, he basically panicked that entire game, the check down at the end of the second quarter before halftime. Like why would you let the clock run out there? That's, that's an easy touchdown. If you, if you get another play, not easy, but like potential. And it, twice in that game, they had poor clock management. The scheme was just for the air. Like they didn't want to do anything else, but have Josh Allen throw the ball. He, he had 400 yards and he had a passer rating of what 94 which is for 400 yards you'd assume like a 128 passer rating or something really good mm-hmm. but because he had to throw the ball 62 times so that's that's not a very good percentage yep. yep well do we think this is just a bump in the road like they were down a few few people or do you actually think that like this might be the start of something really crappy no it's, it's well, a bump they, in the road the but stat? brian what's the stat about the bills in close games uh, they're one in six in games that they don't have like a 20 point lead, which is very concerning. So to answer your question, DVD, do I think they're going to, this is going to blow their season up? No, I think they're still going to win the division. And I think they're yep. still going to end up with the one seed in the AFC. But if you run up against the chiefs or the dolphins again, or another one of these good AFC teams, and you, you, you relying too much on Josh Allen, it's like the Bills Mafia is headed for another January heartbreak. It's true. Well, I agree with Brian on the clock management thing. Like that is something that's just like sheer lack of discipline for me. It's like you're professional athletes. I feel like you should be able to manage your time like that. Yeah. Like it was, I was watching TSN after that with uh, Jayon Wright and Luke Wilson and Luke Wilson was just popping off about how it's like, you just can't pull that shit in the NFL. Like it was just, it was disgusting. That's why I don't really trust shit Ken. together. Ken Dorsey right now because he's even in the in the wins like I, it hasn't been like super like you know we're, we're dominating like I know they've been heavy scores but like I've always just seen things where I haven't been super excited about specifically the run game and he's just not scheming enough runs per game like no no runner had over it was any du- double digit rushing attempts one guy should at least be having 15 attempts like you got to get into a groove and start start you know your offensive line's got to get in that groove so I don't know. There's a lot of questions with that, but I hope McDermott just takes over and just says, okay, buddy, like we're going to do it this way and, you know, start calling some run plays. Or Brian Chalk. Brian Chalk. McDermott's a defensive guy, though. He is a defensive guy, but he needs to put his foot down, especially with a new offensive coordinator. Like he has to tell him, like, you're in charge now, but everybody's talking about our run game. So fix it. That's, That's basically how I'd have that conversation. It's not getting any easier either. They're going to Baltimore on Sunday. To I know that defense the, is looking yeah. okay. Yeah, and to it's face gonna be the, a hard one. A guy who a lot of people have as the three-week MVP thus far in Lamar Jackson. So he's got something to prove this year. So that's a dangerous yeah. game for the Bills. Yeah. So it's that's we'll talk about our games later, but that's one that I definitely have circled on Sunday. That's that it's is a good um, 
Yes, that is. That's a big one. Anything else you want to touch on on the Bills? No, I'm gonna. I mean, that's we're we're deleting the game tape. We're just we're moving on to next week. We we can only see what's ahead of us now. We can't look back. It sounded so sad. You're just like, no, I'm okay. Especially last week when you were just like overcome with excited emotion. Talking. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know <laughs> how we'll things just- can change in the NFL. So that game had had, a, had an effect around the rest of the league, in my opinion. It sucked any and all exciting football out of everywhere else because we moved into the 4 o'clock window and we watched the Battle of the Goats in a complete offensive snooze fest. It was a defensive battle yeah. from start to finish, but the Packers getting the win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um 14-12, I should say. Um, Riveting game. I was going to say, and I, I did snooze during just a small portion of it. I, it I had was, a wedding the night before. I was a little hungover. There's a, there's a small snooze. Uh, so I'm going to let you go first and just give your <laughs> your, your opinion, uh, DVD. I, I've got I've got a couple things I want to say about It's not all negative. Um, yeah. Because you know what? In the NFL, a win's a win. Wins are hard. That defensive front in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is nasty. And like when, when your offense is scuffling, like, like the Buccaneers offense, but you have that defense backing you up. They'll be, once they get out, the box will be right there. And like, they'll win their division. Their division sucks. Like they'll, they'll be right there come playoff time. But to win a game against that defensive front is not something that you should just sweep under the carpet. Like that's, that's a big win against a good defense. And I mean, the headline all that week too was like, Brady doesn't have his weapons, right? They're riddled with injury. Like, it wasn't necessarily, like, the battle of the... I know you coined it the battle of the goats, and I believed it too, but it it had nothing to do with Brady and Rodgers. It was all like, oh, shit, he has no one to throw to, no one to give the ball to. But, I mean, at the end of the day, from my perspective, the Packers just look good on both sides. Like, their office, I get it, snooze fest, but they played decently well. And my favorite now player, uh, Dubs, who I'm going to get a jersey... Romeo, I'm getting a jersey. I'm get, I'm signed, sealed, delivered. He's mine. I'm getting a jersey. He looked uh, very good. He looked awesome. And I think that might be, I know you mentioned last week that it's like Rogers has to get comfortable with everyone, and I agree, but I think that might be the weapon going forward. And the defense is good this year. Defense the is defense good. is really good. And I think, unfortunately, that's going to be carrying the team up until – Probably week six, I would say, until oh, week yeah. six, week seven. I mean, the whole season. But I don't. I think it's going to take still a while for the offense to kind of snap in line. But they looked. I was. I was impressed. I was pretty happy with that. Even though it was kind of like a really high scoring baseball game, I was generally impressed with it. The the Packers <laughs> defensive front with Rashawn Gary. Yeah. And Kenny Clark. Clark. Like that's a that's a that's a nasty, nasty pass rush. And they it's 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 good. It's good. And even yeah. though um Jair went down with an injury, he's arguably one of the best yeah. corners in football. Like it's like their their defense is gonna be what has to carry them. I don't know if I'm with you on the offense, and I'll tell you why. I'd love to know. Aaron Rodgers still does not trust these young receivers once they get off script. The first quarter or so of the game, the first X amount of plays is is a script that's drawn up by Matt LaFleur. And that's when Romeo got his touchdown, and that's when he was getting all his targets. 
as soon as Aaron Jones fumbled that ball, I said this about you to, to you guys last week about Rodgers being a front runner and getting suck face. And once he, once you see the eyes roll, it's over. It's over. Like he, they go off script. Yeah. Jones fumbles the ball. He reverts back to holding onto the ball too long, trying to force it into tight windows, force it to Alan Lazard. And he still doesn't trust these young guys. And I, I that's I'll concerning. That's oh, well, concerning. I know, right? I was going to say, you have to listen. It's his last year. He probably has not. I'm sorry. I shouldn't say it's his last year. It could be his last year. I think, he he's has, got, I think, he's, I think it's his second last year. He has nothing to lose at this point. Just he give d- him the d- ball. He does, though, DVD. That man I don't, loves his stats. And one thing that he will always be remembered for, and one Ego. thing that when, when you hear about the national, when you hear the national media talk about Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers, it's always his touchdown to interception ratio. Can you believe that this man has thrown 29 touchdowns to two interceptions? That's unheard of in this league. And so he, he here's what I'm worried about. Okay. <laughs> I have said, I have said for, for this is for three weeks now on this show with you guys that, I'm, I know, and you said this earlier, DVD, that uh, until about week six, week seven, this, this offense is going to be a work in progress. Okay. Yep. When it counts, when you're in the playoffs, when you're in a huge game at the end of the year, are you going to risk your stats? And are you going to get over this OCD that you have about putting the ball in harm's way to throw it to Romeo dubs, to throw it to Christian Watson, to throw it to some of these younger guys. And I, I I really hope that he does that because when he gets in trouble, anytime that they play a game and it doesn't go well, what does he do? He holds onto the ball way too long. Pump fakes. He looks around, he looks around, he like boom, sack. And they have a good offensive line, but not that good. Well, he's also getting older, and these uh, DBs are getting younger. So that's going to be the problem. And so I, I I, agree that he needs to let the ego go because there's no point. He wants If you want to win a Super Bowl, if you want to win games, you're going to have to give these young guns the ball. And you're just, you know, one fraudulent charity donation away from being the most hated man in America. So it doesn't, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. Oh, my good God. Sorry, How the mighty bar. have fallen. How, have you, how do you guys feel about that? That's yeah. that's wow. quite the news. You know what it is? Sadly, anyone, I'm not shocked. Yeah, to I was going to say, is anyone surprised that Brett Favre is an asshole? No, I, I like no. read it and no. I was like, oh, okay. And, like, so he you went send to Minnesota so, and like, steal money. Of, he, yeah. he was banished at that point anyways. He, he was sending dicky pickies all over the place and now he's stealing from charity. Like I'm like, this kind of all checks out now. I'm just like, yeah. I, yeah. By the way, also side note, Rob, what are you drinking? Yes, is that a cocktail? Uh, I know. Is that yeah, a cocktail? It's, it's it's a large cocktail. Yes. Nice. It's, yeah, it's a large mixed cocktail. For I'm our sure listeners my, and not viewers, Rob has yeah, been drinking yeah. something out of a fancy glass. Yeah, my wife my my wife my wife made it my for wife. me. It's my wife. Like, my wife. <laughs> <laughs> my wife. <laughs> it's like a like a um ginger ale with I think it's I think it's vodka in here. It's ginger ale with something in it. Oh, Delicious. Because Delicious. I like to I like to get a little because I've Drunk. become a podcast veteran in my in my days, and I find them at my best when I when I'm like a, a, a got a little bit of like little bit oiled, like not 
you don't want to be have too many drinks because then you're all over the place and it's hard to think and hard to speak. But yeah. if you get just a little bit, just a little yep. oiled, it's you always it feels stronger after nice. your second drink. That's it. Yes, it flows out nice. So yes, you just I always yep. anytime I do one of these, I'm like, I need some sort of beverage to just get me in the right headspace. I normally do, but I as I told you before we started, like I went to two weddings this weekend like Saturday and Sunday and then work on Monday. So I'm just a disaster. Oh, so I'm just crushing some juice that makes you feel better. Not naming it, but yeah. <laughs> not name it right, naming until, until we have a sponsorship. Yes. From until them. we have they a sponsor. do not get free advertising yes. on this podcast. Okay. So the punchline for the Packers is they need to spread the ball effectively across the offense. And Aaron Rodgers, when it counts, I, I, I'm, I'm, I have trust issues with our man, Aaron Rodgers. And I just, I hope that he just, the man loves his stats and the man loves being the two-time MVP and he loves, he loves that. And he won't, I don't know if, if winning a single game is, is more important than ensuring that he is Aaron Rodgers, the greatest statistical quarterback to ever play in the league. It just, yeah, as a Packers fan, that just pains me. It's like I would like to see him win another Super Bowl, but not with that attitude. Yeah, That's it's not going to happen hard. with that attitude. How do we feel about Tom Brady? Do we think this is the start of a slow, slow decline for the season, or is his head still kind of in the game? I, I mean, think, all listen, of his receivers I, are out. I agree, and I said that. So yeah, All of his receivers are out. He's going through some personal issues, as we all know. He, he's, it's like he's back in New England. He's throwing the nobodies. Like they, they signed Cole Beasley off the street and threw him out there because they, they have no one. Now, as I said earlier, my boy, Cole Beasley, we know, we know that this is going to be his last year. Like we know this 100%. Yeah. Um, like I said earlier, that defensive front specifically is so good. And their division is so bad that if they get healthy and get right, and that offense gets moving at the at the right time, they could be in a Super Bowl. Like I oh, like easily, yeah, easily, easily. Yes. yeah, yes. Like when Godwin so, comes back, when uh, yes. Evans comes back, like it's a different I think, team. I think the two best teams in the NFC, the best team in the NFC right now is the Philadelphia Eagles. And I agree. Yeah, and the team when healthy that could challenge them for that is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And then I think I think those are the top two. Healthy Bucks and Eagles are the top two teams in the NFC. And then there's a level down with everyone else. So you can throw Vikings, Packers, Rams. Um, I still think the Packers are at the top of that list with their defense. And if yeah. if he can figure out his receiving issue or his wide receiving issue, then I think they're right up there, even with the Buccaneers level with their defense. I'll be interested to see if this is the year that they go and get somebody. The Packers are notorious for never going and getting anybody in on on the deadline. They're always, they've always been a draft and develop team. They're not a huge, they don't take big swings and free agency, but like if you're getting close to the trade deadline and you're looking and your defense is cooking, like if their defense keeps on this streak, the way they've been on and you're looking at the offense and you're saying, if we can get him, an Odell Beckham Jr. or somebody like 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 an elite receiver in this league and trade for somebody and really push us over the top to make a run in the playoffs. I think this might be the year that Brian Gutekunst considers yeah. doing that. 
I think it's going to come down to how vocal Rogers is about it. I, like with everything you said, it's like if he comes out there and it's like, I don't want to throw to these rookies or these young kids. I don't have any faith in them. I don't want to put the ball in jeopardy. I wanna, don't want to put games in jeopardy. I think they'd probably, they might do it. Knowing yeah. that they only maybe have a year or two of tops three, maybe of Rogers tops. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Like, how's Devontae Adams feeling right now? On the oh yeah, right now? he's going wee 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 all the way home. Yeah, yeah, my Raiders prediction was the worst thing I've ever done on this show. Yeah, Brian the, would like me to go back and delete that whole. Yeah, yeah we can just, start on week two. It's okay. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. Don't yeah. don't listen to week one of this podcast. That's okay, Brian. <laughs> it's literally you and the rest of the world because everyone hyped them up. The whole storylines leading up with like Carissa Thompson and Aaron Andrews with yeah. Derek Carr and Devonte Adams, and they're back together. They didn't like each other, and then it they was liked a perfect each other. Storm. And like, Brian, no one cares. If you remember in that very same segment, you said that the Raiders would win their division. I said Russell Wilson would win the MVP. How's that? Yeah, looking? yeah, yeah, yeah. That's looking. That's yes. A- In your defense, I also very much hyped up the Raiders last year too. I was on the Raiders wagon up until like week five, and I'm like, I take it all back. I take it all, yeah. all and, back. And if anybody listening is expecting us to be right about what we're talking about, you're you're listening to the wrong show. He doesn't it's, mean it. It's it's, <laughs> it's week three. And Josh McDaniel is already having a closed door meeting with Mark Davis and Mark Davis, incredible Lloyd Christmas haircut. <laughs> like yeah, he's already cool. being called to the principal's office. Yeah. He's going to be back in new England so fast. Well, they need him. Yeah. They need so, another offensive coordinator. They have a, they have so, a few of them already. Yeah. That's actually a great segue into what games like our, our week four look ahead. The Packers, Head home with the New England Patriots coming to Lambeau Field. Mac Jones, ankle sprained ankle, will not play. Brian Hoyer will be the quarterback for the New England Patriots on Sunday. Um, not expecting much. This is the type of game where it's like you have to win this game. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. like, like if. if, if I don't think they're going to, yeah, like it can't be none of this 14-12 BS or whatever it was. Yeah. Yes. No, they have to really show up here. Yes. So I, like, again, the Packers are a team that, you know what, like they just have stuff break their way. Like they play the Buccaneers in week three when the Bucs are banged up and they're able to get away with it and pick up a huge win. And now you've got Belichick and the Patriots coming to Lambeau. And if you remember, the last time they came to Lambeau was in 2014. And I can't believe I'm going to reopen this wound. But the last time they came to Lambeau was in 2014 and it was Brady against Rogers. And it was one of the best football games I've ever watched in my life. And it was back and forth and the Packers ended up winning. And then later that year was when the Packers played the Seahawks in the NFC championship game and blew the lead with like three minutes left in the fourth quarter. And if had they not done that, we would have had a rematch yep. of Brady Rogers, Packers, Patriots in the Super Bowl in Arizona. And it just never ended up happening. The NFL so, would have loved that. That's that's their dream. Yes. That's the yes. cash machine right there. So um, the Packers have to win on Sunday. <laughs> and we, we, we already talked about uh, the Bills, the Bills heading to uh, heading to Baltimore. The so, Bills have to win that game. That's yes. They have to show that they're the, they're a dominant force in that game. Who do the who do the the Dolphins play the bank? So Brian, it might be so Tua. Do we have is, to talk about the Dolphins? Yes, we do have to talk about the Dolphins. <laughs> yeah. Tua is questionable. 
Let's talk about Tua for a second. I was going to say, we never even like touched on yeah. that. That I was, was on purpose. I just, we just scurried out of there, you know? Yeah. yeah. Talk Let's about talk. concussion protocol. Like, I thought it was his back. They were telling was, us all up and down that it was his back. If you, you see know, the video, his head, go, his head back, goes straight down. Straight. And he was like drunkenly zigzagging, like he had too many of yeah. his wife's cocktails. Like it was just, he was concussed. That was, was old yeah. school NFL doctor speak right there. Oh, yeah. it's just a back injury. It's a back. Your back doesn't do that. Like, get out was, there, young fella. He was fucked up, and that's super hypocritical of a league who tries to put players first and talks about all this concussion protocol and research and everything they're doing. And to see that happen on the field, I was like. He's got brain damage now for a yeah, while. Yeah, so there was that. And then also Dawson Knox got like so, a helmet to helmet hit. No yeah. flag. Like, I don't know. Like, they, they need to crack down on that stuff. Yeah. So now the Dolphins head to Cincinnati on a short week. And and I, I think the Dolphins are ripe for the picking. I think the, um, the Bengals had a get right game against the New York Jets. And they, I think the Dolphins are ripe for the picking. But and that Dolphins pass be, rush against that offensive line in the Bengals, that could but be... on a short week, though, Brian, like on a short, right, it's Thursday short week. Thursday night, yeah. When, yeah. when you guys had a grueling, a short week, and I know they're, 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 they play in Miami, so they're used to the heat, but like a short week in that... It was heat, hot. You had a grueling game, like a grueling end-to-end game against the Bills, and now you got to go to Cincinnati... So I think I think this could be a break your way, and hopefully the 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 Bengals pick up a W here and kind of bring you guys back in. So you're gonna be the way I'm watching the Vikings this year in the North. You're watching the Dolphins exactly in the, in the yeah. AFC East, and it, I I kind of predicted this at in our first episode. I knew they're gonna be frisky. I didn't realize they'd be this good. I think Mike McDaniel's a really good coach, and I think Mike McDaniel is exactly what you want in a modern day NFL coach where he, he looked at Tua and he was like, okay, you're my guy. So I'm going to do everything I can to make you the best quarterback possible. Yeah. And that's exactly what he's done. And it's working like a charm. Like I'm, I'm sure it's, it's going to continue to work regardless who's in that offense. Okay. So, Week four, I, I'm going to do my usual thing where I say we're not allowed to pick Packers games or Bill Bills games. Oh, I got so a juicy one already. What game think, are you? Well, we got to start with Brian. Then he just tees it up like that. I know. I was like, don't pick the one I wanted. Because I, yeah. I didn't want DVD to take this one. I know she's going to take it. Okay. I think you. Uh, so it's, it's the Jags and Eagles. I'm really excited about this game. Oh, was that yours, DVD? Yeah, but I can make a new one. But I, I agree. You know why? Because I think Trevor Lawrence looks legit this year. He's looking I, like, like second-year paid Manning. That's what he he's looking like. He's looking so good. He doesn't have a jackass for a coach anymore. Like Dougie I'm, Peterson just goes in there. and Who has tied Urban Meyer for fifth all-time on wins on the Jags list. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah, go go ahead, Brian, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with you. Oh, I don't have much else. You pretty much covered it there. But, like, you know, the Eagles, uh, I think, Rob, you asked us last week if we think they're legit. And, uh, yes, yes, we do. It's like just – or what's his name? Uh, Their quarterback. It's escaping me right now. Jalen Hurts. He's actually pretty good. I didn't I didn't realize last year like yeah. last year he was he was okay but like he's really good like he's mobile a perfect example of a guy who's had another year in the league who's like he's just coming into his own the game's slowing down a bit for him he like he does he looks really good. Yeah. He looks really good. 
Yeah, he looks good. And like as, as DVD said, like Trevor Lawrence is looking much calmer this year, and he has a, a proper system that he's playing in, and you can see the benefits of that. Yeah, it's, it's just, less stress. Like it's so high anxiety. All the spotlight was yeah. on them last year for all the wrong reasons. Like, yeah. it's just his hair. Like I feel like to win a Super Bowl, you can't have that kind of haircut. It's just it's too like it's so clean. Like it looks like it's perfectly conditioned. I'm like, man, yeah, I know he looks like he could be in like a in a in a conditioner. Yeah. You sound like Remember the Titans with Sunshine when they cut his hair. Oh my gosh, Fantastic that's exactly movie. what it is. Great, I, but like, Eleven facts, out of ten though. movie. One of the greatest yeah. movies ever made. Eleven out of ten. But like, yeah, you gotta like he cut your be, hair. It looks like he could be in that commercial for like conditioner, shampoo, and conditioner. And he like turns and his hair yeah. like flows with him when he turns. Yeah, it's yeah. like Frutus. It is. Yeah, Garnier. Garnier, Garnier. Garnier. I forgot about those commercials. Oh, my yeah, gosh. Yeah, I love, like, the transplant song that was always in those Frutus commercials back in the day. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, my. Go Travis reference. Barker. Transplants. Tight yeah. Um, all right, DVD, over to you. I think we touched on that very quickly. So since Brian stole my thunder, I'm going to go Chiefs and Bucks. Chiefs and Bucks. Okay. I think that's going to be a really interesting one to see those two QBs and just everything you said about setting up the stage for those two teams. But I think I'm going to go choose. We back. also, we didn't talk about the Colts beating the the Kansas City Chiefs. And yes. the beef between Mahomes and the it's offensive an, coordinator. Yeah, like, that was Eric intense. Yeah, yeah, that yes. was really intense. Eric is the enemy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Eric, BNM, Eric, the arch enemy. Yeah. Arch nemesis. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. All right. I think that's a good one. I I got a two-pack for you. So I'm going to go with the Broncos at the Raiders. You have the Denver Broncos, who are 2-1, and but are getting booed on their home field. And you've got Nathaniel Hackett, who is getting exposed a little bit, who was the offensive coordinator for the Packers last year, the last two years. But it's like LaFleur calls the plays and Rodgers is the quarterback. So, like, how good are you? getting kind of exposed as the head coach of the Broncos. And then you have Russell Wilson, who, like I said, getting booed by his home fans and is just getting made fun of for being the corniest guy on the face of the earth. And you know, it's bad when like the Raiders are favored minus two and a half when they're yes. 0 and three. Oh, three going yeah. in, going in against the most desperate team in the league right now, yeah. the Las yeah. Vegas Raiders, like they need a win. So I think that that's super interesting. And then my second game is Monday Night Football Rams at 49ers. Oh, that's a good oh, pick. That's a yes. I had that on my list too, if someone already said it. So yes. Yeah. I think I think you know Rams. those those teams, those are two teams that like they haven't had the best start to the season. And we'll we'll see. Like I who's who's and uh, Jimmy G Oh, who's who's in front in their division right now? Let's take a look. And Jimmy so Rams, G's court, quarterback in that game. Yes, it's not so the Rams. Here. Okay, the Rams are first in that division, so they're two and one. Yeah. Everyone else is one and two, but the Rams have not looked looked great to start. They the haven't year. looked like a Super Bowl no. team this year. No, and like what did you Jimmy G, it's not it's not his fault either because like they didn't let him have the playbook in preseason because they wanted to trade him. They were like, yes. "You're not staying here, so we're not going to let you tell everybody else our secrets." Yeah. And now they, of, there was a lot made of how they kind of choked that game away on Sunday. And then after the game, Jimmy was just kind of like happy and smiling and hugging and during like, his like, press conference. He was having yeah, a good time. And like after the game, like with, with the Bronco players, like just really, yeah, it's got, it's, it's an awkward situation in San Francisco. Like I'm sure he doesn't really care about 
the team per se. Like he's just playing for his own career. I was going to say that he's technically a second string quarterback. He's still making tons of money. I just realized on Sunday that he's super good looking. Like he's got you everything going. That? You just realized that. I know. I was like, Jimmy G's really good. Cause I don't like to pay attention to him because he he's bothers been, me. He's been his, so handsome for years. He's a very handsome there's a, dude. There's a reason why they call him Jimmy gorgeous. Stevie. No, I see. I just don't like the 49ers. I don't like him. They always beat the Packers. I have this like. I hate the 49ers. I just block it out. And then I was watching this press conference and I was like. Oh, yeah. He's great. (laughs) I might be changing my mind. I despise the San Francisco 49ers. But like their uniforms. More than the Vikings? Ooh. ooh, It's pretty. Honestly, it's one and one A. It's one and one A. And then where's the Bears on that? Ranking. I don't. I don't. Hate I don't the mind the bears. Yeah, I, I don't mind don't the, bears. the bears. I guess. I guess if they were better, you might like. It might be hate, but they suck. Uh, so. But the Vikings no. irritate me, and yes, I, it's yes. irrational. Like it's an irrational yes. irritation. I'm sure they're lovely people off the field, yes. but like I, the Bears, I was just like, oh, you guys had a really cool I, history. I feel like Bears fans. Did the like Bears hate- shuffle. I feel like Bears fans hate Green Bay more than any other fan base, though. But I kind of like how the Bear. I kind of yeah. like the heritage of the Bears. Exactly. I like, I like the name, the Bears. True. I like, I like the logo. I like the, their the, colors the are very the calming. Colors. Good. Yeah, colors. their colors yeah. are calming. I was like, oh, yes. this is relaxing. Yes. And they're just known yeah, for the, like gritty defensive football, which is the also Vikings are nice. so obnoxious. Like any team, their fans with the stupid skull chance, so yeah. obnoxious. Any team that <laughs> they're gives. Annoying. Kirk Cousins, all that guaranteed money deserves what they get. Like, it's yeah. just, I, yeah, I can't. You know what? I would put the Vikings ahead of the 49ers just because I have such respect for Kyle Shanahan. Like, I yep. think Kyle yeah, Shanahan yeah. is the best coach in football, and it's not even close. And so, I, and the I, Niners I, I have a nice storied past as well. They have yeah. some, some yes. good legacy there. Like, for the and Bills, California is like, awesome. My, my ranking is like Patriots are the, even though they suck now, they're still like, I, I hate them with everything, every bone in my body. And uh, that's about it. Like the Jets, whatever. <laughs> the Dolphins have never really been that. Like they had the worst looking jerseys I've ever seen. So I don't really care about them. But this year is a little concerning. But Patriots are number one hate and mainly Tom Brady, wherever he's at. Hate, well, hate, hate, hate. I, I think I think you're gonna be seeing him on knocking on the door at least. I think they're making it to at least the NFC championship game this year. I think when if unless we'll see how it all shakes out. But if they're two division winners, I don't know. We'll see how it all shakes out. But I could see the the NFC championship game. This is such a rich prediction. I'm only three weeks into the season, so like relax, Rob. But like I could see Buccaneers at Eagles in the NFC championship game. Yeah, based yeah, on yeah. based on this, based on going into week four. I just yeah. feel like the Eagles are going to come back down to earth at some point. Well, they have – I saw something, Brian, that said they have the easiest schedule. In, like, mathematically, they have the easiest schedule in the NFL this year. So yeah. I, I think they'll, they'll, they'll probably sure. get the one seed in the NFC because of that. I don't think they're going to go undefeated, though. I don't think – Well, we also I know, didn't even touch on yeah. Cooper Rush. And the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, what a legend. So I'm not going to lie. I went to bed because it was 6-6. And I said, I got to get up early. This is another baseball game. I'm tired of this. Woke up the next morning and Cooper fucking Rush just nailed it. Yes. Nailed it. Is Cooper Rush a better quarterback than Dak Prescott? Let's get this. 
let's get this debate. He going might be right. better for Mark or Mike McCarthy's system. He seems to be fitting into that system seamlessly. Well, it's the rent. Well, it's it's actually Kellen Moore's system, Moore system because I don't know what the hell Mike McCarthy does other than stand there looking bewildered for four quarters. But like, it's it's like it's what I said to you guys last week. It's the ego thing. Like they they've gone into this offense with Cooper Rush and being like, we're gonna spread the ball out and go. Like C.D. Lamb had a huge game. It's the one handed catch by C.D. Lamb in the end zone. Oh, oh my god! Like they're so. I don't think the Cowboys are as good as the Eagles, but I think the Cowboys will give the Eagles a run for their money. I mean, both those teams have four, have two guaranteed wins each in the yeah. fucking Washington mm-hmm. Commanders. Yes. So, and that, will that the Pollard Washington guy? Commanders win a game this year? I don't know. Like Carson Wentz is like he's maybe the worst quarterback in the league because he he he'll tease you for a bit. He'll be like amazing for like one or two quarters, and then just like the worst quarterback you can ever see in the yeah. other two quarters. He's but very bipolar with his football game, and that's why it's like they always lose to like super shitty team. They'll beat a good team. They'll be the team that it's like, well, how did they even win this game? That's what's gonna happen. Yeah. Okay. All right, guys. We've uh, this has been a long one. We don't usually go this long, but we got we got a lot to talk about. We do. You got to do what you got to do. We didn't even talk about Rihanna. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Next my, time. Uh, my 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 uh, my my better half was was extremely disappointed when um, Taylor Swift declined. And then yeah. Oh, I did not know that. I would have been yes. down to hear some Swifty tunes, to be honest. Where is it this yeah. year in Arizona? Arizona, yeah, I don't know why. Like, T why Swift in Arizona, I know, but T Swift in, is is not the per- first person that comes to mind when I and hear like, Arizona. Rihanna's kind of been away for a while. Like, it'd be nice to see Rihanna again. Like, her music's gonna get popping again. Yeah. And next did year, you, did you know she's a billionaire? Yeah, her makeup From, line. Yeah, her makeup line. Wow. And Apple, Apple's now the sponsor yes, of the halftime show. Yes, that's why. That's oh, why wow. uh, Taylor Swift was. Uh, um, eligible because she she because it used to be the pepsi halftime show and apparently she couldn't do business with pepsi she only drinks coke she only drinks coke so yes only the finest for t-swift personally i'm because they still make it with a little bit of cocaine in it yes 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 (laughs) yeah Ah, all right my friends we're gonna get out of here um thanks everybody for checking us out this week if you like what you see hit that like and subscribe button below spread the word tell your friends we really appreciate it also do the same thing if you're listening to the audio version of this show and we will see you guys after week four hi i'm emily roger and i host a leadership show called the boiling point with my co-host dave vale Together, we sit down with trailblazing entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers who are driving meaningful change in our world. The show is all about exploring the lives and perspectives of leaders who are making a difference. Join us for insightful conversations that challenge the status quo, spark new ideas, and inspire you to take action. Find us on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or at BoilingPointPodcast.com. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. 
Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network. <laughs>